Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. You know, bicycling is just a matter of balance, I said. It's a matter of faith. You can keep upright only by moving forward. You have to have your eyes on the goal, not the ground. I'm going to call that the bicyclist philosophy of life. Here we are on this misty, moisty Monday morning here at Melbourne. You're listening to 3CR, the Yarrabug Show, a show about bikes, riding them, fixing them, and talking about them all the time. We've got a good show coming up, plenty of competition, plenty of striving for the next hurdle. That is cyclocross, of course, and this is the natural season for cyclocross. Cold, damp, wet. You can hardly see the cathedral next week. <laughs> you don't know where to go to. That quote came from the bicyclist philosophy of life from uh, Susan of Reland. Um, I'm not sure about a time scale on that. Obviously, it is a little bit more than just watching your eyes on the goal. Sometimes you want to see what's left behind. Faith, good morning. Good morning, Val. Good morning, Colt. Good morning. Good to have you back. Yeah, great to be back. There we go. Um... It is a bit of a funny morning, isn't it? Bit of a cold snap. You've gone to the long-fingered gloves yet, Faith? Uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. Oh. I thought this morning was quite mild. <laughs> Wasn't it eight degrees or something? I didn't look, actually. I've got to tell you. Maybe I'm standing in the wrong wind chill factor. It is winter in Melbourne. Plenty of people still out riding. Plenty of things still happening. And plenty of those little bike moments still happening in people's individual lives. <laughs> I had a, a bike moment. I had a few lined up, but then uh, this morning um, there was a new one. I was riding down the Brunswick Shimmy. Yep. And uh, you know how as you cross different roads, you 
a stream of cyclists, you end up in a group together that continually, even if yep. someone gets ahead and meet. And there were two girls in that group riding all white fixies. And it was like 2010 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> They've been looking at their dad's slide. <laughs> Sorry, that's, not, that's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's retro or something. I know, you know, it's just a, it's a continual fashion parade. I reckon of bikes riding past you. I love every bit of yeah, it. Yeah, no. it was good cool. to see some uh, skids down John Street for a change. Hey, good to see some skids down yeah, John yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got something to share with us? Oh, for me, it's it's a bit <laughs> like um, so in Europe they. The week between Flanders and Roubaix, they call Holy Week. And and for me, it's a bit bit like the CX version of Holy Week this week because we've just come off CX Nats the weekend, just gone, and obviously rolling into Melbourne GP next weekend. So just get drawn into that massive vortex, (laughs) the race organisers vortex. So, yeah. That's my bike, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a long moment, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's a, an ongoing moment. I'm, I'm usually not good at foretelling the future, but I think that bike moment will run for a couple more days yet. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's funny because my whole horizon finishes at the end of next weekend. I, you know, I was saying I've got no idea what I'm doing next week. Because like, at this stage, it doesn't exist. You know, so it's all about next weekend. Uh, I had a few bike moments, actually. You're right. One of the um, lovely ones, uh, I've got a, uh, my neighbourhood, there are a lot of kids who are ride to school different places. And uh, lovely, um, off to school, I'm on a, I suppose about a 24-inch bike, but got two scooters balanced on the handlebars <laughs> in front. <laughs> She's riding along, both nearly touching the ground, but showing perfect balance as she's riding along with everybody's trip on the way home. It was really quite funny. <laughs> For a friend. Yeah, yeah. Sharing. Friend sharing. Sharing is caring. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did say it's funny sometimes, you know, high heels, boots, skirt, overcoat, down in the drops in an old road bike. <laughs> it was one of the funny ones this week. It really is a lovely passing parade. We should get on to a bit of news. Have we got a bit of news? Yes, we've got a little bit of news. Um, the most exciting thing is Fiona Kolbinger won the Transcontinental Endurance Race. Um, it was, and, and the thing that makes it really exciting was, A, it's her first ever ultra-endurance event, and... Um, and the way she rode it, I guess, is what is the tra- she just she just rode, did her own thing, didn't worry about anything, yeah. and uh, rode herself into first place. Um, she's a twenty four year old German cancer researcher, so rides bikes and cures cancer. Yeah, you know, uh, rode over four thousand kilometers in ten days, two hours and forty eight minutes, beating the second place getter by ten hours. Um, and she got to the end and said, I think I could have gone harder. I don't get that. There were 265 starters, 40 of them women. Um, it's the race that was founded by Mike Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The seventh edition of that race. And she had a plan. She was going to ride for 19 hours a day and have five hours off the bike. And she stuck to that until the last couple of days. I think she buried yeah. it a bit. Um, but, yeah. 
pretty. And the other thing that I found interesting when I was uh, sort of looking for different reports about this, if you Google it, there's a lot of German reports, obviously, they've, you yep. know, and it's all uh, Fiona Kolbinger has won. Yep. Uh, if you Google it and you get the English reports, it's all first woman has won. Yep. Yeah. It's uh, sort of a... It's a study in our... Yeah. Expectations. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, which, you know, uh, look at some of our favourite... I oh, know I'm not going down that road. <laughs> Colin, you've been grabbed by the long-distance cycling and the way it's taken off in the last couple of years. Uh, absolutely. I, it appeals to me because... Sarah Hammond's for number one yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I just think it's... It, there's an access for all sorts of people. It's not all yep. about elite riders. Yeah. And I, I, that's what appeals to me. It's so, so like, um, and a lot of it's about just resilience and yep. being able to stick things out and not necessarily about how you go. It's a bit of a, a personal journey, I think, yep. you mm. know, so, and overcoming and, you know, like, I just think everyone that can finish or even start, start. That, that's probably most important yeah. is actual starting because I think as yeah. soon as you decide to do an event like that, I think from that point on you, you your psychology has changed. Yeah. You know, so. And this race is interesting because there's no set route. No. So there's four checkpoints. And so what you're saying, Cole, the race starts from the moment you decide to do it because you have to work out your route. Oh, I think more than that, what I'm talking about, is as a person, yeah, 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 to commit to something like that, yeah, I, yeah. I just think it changes you, you know. And I just, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's great. So, um, and I also, well, it's a bit like Everesting because that that's mm. the same. That's yeah. like a open access, yeah, you know, yeah. If yeah. You, you, all you need to do is just make the personal commitment to do it. So. Yeah. So, and, and who would know how you're going to go yeah. over four thousand yeah. kilometres? You know? Yeah. You could do it as a celebration after riding the Tour de France. Well, you, you can, <laughs> but you can do them as anything. I mean, there are yeah. plenty of people who do that trip down the west coast of Ireland and take three months to do it. You know, I'm just... Yeah. The other thing that, about what you're talking about, Cole, that's part that, find, that interests me the most is, yes, athletic ability and you have to be fit, but the people we've, all, we've spoken to all have a plan, all stick to it, they have this resilience and this discipline to actually monitor their own body and, and know where they're going. And you don't have to be some sportsman to do it at all. Yeah, you, some preparation would help. But oh, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's, it's for a reasonable cyclist, I think you can ride yourself into fitness during the event yep. as well. And um, it's probably extreme weather that's the, the biggest yeah. Obstacle. Yeah. So extremely cold, extremely hot. Yeah. But yeah. Not, uh, to me, it's just like um, it's just like the the sport is free. You know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Not not free from a, a cost perspective. I mean, it's just no, no. it can take its own shape. shape. You yeah. Know, like, and it's not all rulesy about who can enter. So like yeah. the yeah. You, so it know, makes the, it really accessible. TCA is uh, you know, rules to yeah, be yeah. accepted for entry, yeah. but um, like we could go and do Indie Pack tomorrow. Yeah, that's the other thing. I think my, the, the courses are, are born; they're like a gift to the world. You mm. know? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Ah, 
fantastic, I reckon. It's a great way for everything to go. Look, I've been um, watching lately the invasion of the e-scooters into some parts of Europe. Have you been watching any of this? So another woman killed the other week, an English, a BBC presenter um, by a lorry. Mm. Been about three or four and... Um, been three or four deaths in the last two months in Paris. So the bloke who got bowled over in Denmark, he was riding one on the motorway, got hit by a motorcyclist on the back. It's really quite interesting to watch and now councils have to grapple with. They're all going more than 20 kilometres an hour. Paris then closed down on them a bit. It's getting a fair bit of the same thing with the... Um, you know, the, some of the other bikes, they've ended mm. up in canals and things like that. But it's more interesting to watch how quickly they've been taken up. They're 20,000 in Paris. Anyway, but there are no helmets. People have got a big problem in Copenhagen. People getting drunk and get on them and driving everywhere. They've had, they've had a few deaths in Copenhagen on them. You know, yes. it's really quite fascinating. And of course, nobody can. You can buy them as kids' toys. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, this case in England started to bring it home to me because there were two or three before that in London as well, which is quite. Um, anyway, it's a little bit spooky about. Uh, I don't think they'd work here. But we won't mention anything about guns in the United States. <laughs> well, and of course the other thing... It's, it all, hardly it's all about perspective, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Video games. And it, and it hardly compares to the number of pedestrians killed by car drivers is the other point. I mean, yes, you know, yeah. I'm talking about blips in niche little things. Yeah. You're right. Uh, uh, let's move on for some happy news. Well, it, it could be very happy news, but just one um, thing is we've had a... Survey by Vic Rhodes recently about the future shape of Sydney Road. Sydney Road. And then there's been um, Tim Reed in Brunswick yep. also held a survey on what cyclists want on Sydney Road. And then the Moreland Leader held a survey with thoughts on Tim Reed's survey. Um, so I think everyone knows what cyclists want on Sydney Road and Moreland Council are voting on Wednesday night on their what option they will support among those proposed right. by Vic Roads, which is option three, the fully uh, protected bike Pipeline. lanes. Right. So um, if you use Sydney Road, or especially if you live in Moreland, um, it would be a good idea to ring your local councillor and let them know what you would like on Sydney Road and uh, or get down to the meeting at Wednesday at 7pm and we'll put a link up to the details for yeah. that to uh, offer some support for those councillors voting for that proposal. And as always when dealing with local councils, you're better off sending an email. Emails are logged on the council. They've got a certain um, uh, guidelines to how long it's got to get answered for, and then it's registered there. Good point. We'll be back (laughs) after this note from our uh, sponsors. Testing program is not about road safety. In last year's governmental inquiry into drug law reform, it was noted that Victoria's RDT program is falling behind on latest evidence regarding impairment. Currently, Victoria Police can charge people for detection of either cannabis, amphetamines, or MDMA, but 
Those detections do not correlate with impairment. Impaired drivers should be removed from the roads, and that's why we're urging an inquiry into Victoria's RDT scheme to ensure that the resources that are currently employed to make our roads safer are being properly used to make our roads safer. Help us refocus road safety onto what makes roads safe. Sign the e-petition, parliament.vic.gov.au forward slash council forward slash petitions and look for the Inquiry into Drug Driving Reform, Petition 117. A 3CR supporter. And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. Our studio guest today is Cole Bell from uh, Sunbury Cycling Club and uh, he's here to tell us all about uh, the Melbourne Grand Prix Cyclocross coming up at Broadford this weekend. Yeah, so big week this week, big week of organising, so bringing all the final things together. So it's funny because it, to me it feels like it's like the Beatles putting out their third or fourth <laughs> album, you know. You've got new material and you Run know it's, you know it's good <laughs> and you know you're just waiting for release date and yeah, yeah. hopefully the masses like it and you know you get good reviews. So So I yeah. guess um one thing I was wondering because last the last event there was the first um time you've used Broadford. So, the course, how, like, if, because people have done Melbourne Grand Prix at Essendon Fields before, but not Broadford. So, yeah, how's it going to be different? And it, what did you learn from the last event at Broadford? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Well, so, one thing is we, we do try and improve every time. So, we have a bit of a view that if you get complacent, then... You know, you're actually going backwards. So, um, so we are confident that we know how to put on racing. And um, my advice to any race organizer, particularly cross, if you've got to listen to your terrain and put something on that suits the venue. So, Essen Fields is very different to Broadford. Yeah. So, the scale of Broadford just mind-blowing compared to, you know, organising something that's almost like a postage stamp at Essendon Fields. And uh, so it was funny how, how it came about. So we had all this space. So our first race, our Vic Series race in, in was it April? Hmm. April or May. I'm getting old. Um, we spread it out a bit because we had the space. And the other thing is there's heaps of climbing at Broadford. And so... That's different to Essendon Field because yep. the climbs are really short and sharp and nasty at Essendon Field. And uh, so personally what I like is if you make riders climb, there should be a reward, right? And at yeah. Broadford, you can offer them big, long, flowy descents because <laughs> you've got the space, yeah. right? So you send them up, right? Now you can have a big, long, flowy section, you know? Like we didn't have that opportunity at Essendon Fields. We put out... We're big believers in a post-race survey. After VIX, we put out a, a survey. so And we got, like, an amazing response rate. So we got, like, probably nearly 80 responses for that. Wow. A lot of people, the feedback was, can you make it more compact, <laughs> like Essen and Fields? Yeah. You know, we really like the, the compact, so which is corner to corner to corner. And I had to laugh a little bit because it's sort of like, well, when we came in, we were advised, oh, you're probably going to need 300 stakes. Well, we, we bought 800 stakes because it's like 
now we're going to put heaps of corners in. Yeah. Right? yeah. That was right from the get-go. That's what we'll plan on doing. And um, and then 800 wasn't enough, so we bought another 300. So we've got 1,100 <laughs> stakes. So we always want to put lots and lots of corners yeah. in. We like it to be corner to corner to corner. So for me, it's like the V8 supercar of, of cycle racing, you know. You, you actually dice. Yeah. And... Um, so the feedback was a little bit too spread out. Can you make it more compact? And it was like, yeah, we can and we will. So that that's probably the major difference. Yeah. But there's just an abundance of terrain at Broadford. Uh, like, so there's lots of climbing. It's lots of undulation. Um, and the difference was it was like drought conditions earlier yeah. in the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it raced all right, but it was it was brown and... It was pretty dusty, and it's had its winter rain. And it's, I went there yesterday. It's beautiful and green. Sprinkles of snow. <laughs> it wasn't quite, quite snowing, but yeah, it wasn't far <laughs> off. And uh, so it, there's some moisture underfoot. It's not a bog or anything. It drains quite well, but like the course itself, like cause we get to use the road yep. circuit. Yeah. Like the minimum width on that, I think, is ten meters wide. <laughs> Like the start straight is fourteen meter, fourteen or sixteen meters wide. So we we went and bought extra finish mat, for instance, for <laughs> fixed series. We got eight meters of finish mat, right? And it's still not that we need any more, but like the, the thing is just next level. Yeah, you know, in terms of the facilities. Yeah. <sighs> and with the organisation, I mean, your eyeballs deep in it this week. So uh, what are the the real challenges? Uh, so at Broadford, it, I call it swing the gate open and race. Like It, it is a world apart from organisation at yep. Essendon Fields. So um, it's a purpose-built race venue, right? So early on, and the, and the, the venue managers have been awesome because they, they do motorcycle events every weekend you know so they're experts yeah so our questions they almost laughed at us because they're like it's like oh when you have a big event what you know do you mark out the car park and do you marshal it and they're like no <laughs> just let them park where they want you know it's, it's massive you know like you don't have to marshal it what are you talking about <laughs> so the things we worry about they they yeah Man. They're like, oh, you're so, you guys are funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, everything. And the fact that we've got the venue to ourselves is, yep. is another thing. So CX, if, you, if you're hosting it in a park and that, like you've always got to, you know, manage traffic, you've got to manage the public and their yep. access, you know. So you've got to deal with residents and dog walkers and everything that yep. comes, right? But... At Broadford, it's like the whole thing is entirely for us to use, yep. and we'll do it without interference. And so, in terms of our volunteer requirement, like it just, you know, it's very much um, lowered. So, there's a few key things we need to cover off: course build and registration. But you know, like yep. just so much easier. So we don't have to do. Uh, traffic management plans and permits and pay for traffic management. I don't have yeah. to get toilets in. 
And, and for the riders, there's a lot more. I mean, you, you've got the uh, registration area, you've got toilets and showers, you've got, I think, coffee and food and... Well, so the classic is coffee and food, yeah. So there's a canteen and it's under contract, so... Um, but they're used to dealing dealing with big events. Yeah. Yeah. And so the feedback from the canteen lady from Vix was she thought it was awesome because we spread out our our you know food requirements across the day because everyone's racing in different time yeah. slots. Like she's used to dealing with five thousand people hitting her at <laughs> lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and and the whole th- experience at Broadford to date has been that nothing is too much trouble. Right. Oh, can we have? Do you think we can have beers? Yeah, no worries. I'll get. No worries. We'll put beers on. Yeah. Or, um, we we've got the the venue for the Friday to do set up and to open it for unofficial practice. You know, so organising that. Yeah, no worries. You can have it on Friday. So, even with Vix, right? So I, in the past, I've had to. Get toilets in. Hope they don't get burnt or just you know, vandalised <laughs> yeah. overnight. Um, I've had to fill them up with water. You know, get the, the bring a yeah. bucket, bucket and mop, and clean them out, and relay them with toilet paper and all that. And you know, they take care of everything. Yeah. Know, so. So you can really you can focus on organising the race no, and but, not well, everything around it. And they're event organisers and they know that. Yeah. Right? So they're like, no, you should be you should be focused on your racing. Not worrying about whether there's toilet paper in the toilets. <laughs> uh. Yes. yes. <laughs> your world has changed. Uh, uh, well, I, th- I thought I might have been redundant, but you know, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, fa- I've found other things to do. So. <laughs> You're getting many people camping for the weekend? Do you um, know? You're not sure, yeah. Well, I... We do. We have asked for a bit of an indication as to whether you're camping through the form, because you know, yeah. Um, but just it's handy to know, because you know, might say, "Oh, well, we'll get a load of wood, so you can yeah. have a bonfire." I don't know. So, um, we, we we have had some uptake on it, but what what I like is that whether you do it or you don't do it, you know it's there. there. You have mm. an option, um, so you're not forced to to do yeah. anything. And I just think, from a, a family perspective, I think you know you could. Turn up for the weekend, set up your base there, right? Have a bit of a camp. You know, there's food from the canteen because they start seven thirty in the morning or eight <laughs> o'clock in the morning. It's yeah. perfect. And uh, race, you know, your trackside. It's heaps of space. Yeah. You know, yeah. So it's, it's ideal, and I, I, I do hope that camping becomes the thing over time. Yeah. So that'd be uh, enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, Great. but it is a winter sport, so yeah. also know that it's not going to suit everyone. But yeah. some people have they set up for this stuff. They go, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got yeah. a camper van. Got I hardly van. get to use it. So, yeah. like, yeah, bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, how are registrations going? Uh, You've got until Wednesday to register. Is that right? Yeah, midnight Wednesday. Midnight Wednesday. Um, I'll just give you a bit of an example. We normally you can open rego. Months out, you'll get a few yeah. eager beavers at the start or flatline, and it all happens in the last week typically. Yeah. So this will, particularly if you've got a big event. So a lot of people would race uh, Nats on the weekend at San Miranda, which yeah. was fantastic. Um, they'll enter now. Yeah. Right. So we will. We will see. Oh, we had 
I had fifty or sixty to open the batting early, which which is fine. But we, we'll throw on one hundred and fifty yep. or two hundred riders in the next three days, I imagine. So, and the, and the other thing with entries that like I, I would pick, it's probably ninety nine percent of people race both days. Yeah, right. And I think that says a lot too. So. And with the support races, I mean, that's the other thing. If you bring the family and camp, the kids can always race. It's interesting because uh, we do – so because it is an international race, sometimes it puts some people off and it's like, well, we've got categories for literally everyone. Yep. Um, so MTBA have added under-13s this year to the national series. Okay. So, So – we have kids racing, which will be balanced bikes yep. and you know small wheel pedal bikes for little kids. Um, we've got support categories, so C grade and open. So in opens, you can race any bike. Yep. So if you've got a mountain bike, bike. or you've got a gravel bike with big tyres, and you and you think, oh, I don't know, I'd just like to come and try it. Yeah. You know, I'd really encourage people because CX is there's one thing you can say is that it is. It's fun. It's a big community. It's about inclusion, right? And this we never would want it to be elitist, where you say, "Well, you know, this is the international event, and no. yeah, you know, the regular riders aren't welcome." So for me, it's like, well, we want it to be, you know, a big party, and you need lots of people to come. Yeah. If yep. you're going to have a big party. party, if you want to have an elite race with 15 people, and you know that that doesn't really no. That's not cycle cross. So that's this weekend at Broadford. Um, if people want to, we'll put up a link to where people can register and find details of uh, how to get there. And uh, it sounds like an awesome weekend. It does coming up. Thanks for coming into the studio today, Cole. No worries. Um, 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. If you'd like to donate or subscribe, you can do so at 3cr.org.au. Coming up next is... Childbreak. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.